Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We're going to take a look at some of the headlines investors will be paying attention to today. What kind of implications are we looking at? And really, as we head towards those non-farm payroll numbers, I mean, the reason we've put that in front of us is because that's going to... The Fed is going to pay attention to that, Ryan, and that's going to give us an indication of what they're going to be up to next. But that aside, looking at how the month of August has ended for the markets, I mean, uh, four straight days of losses. It looks like everyone's going, you know what, let's not do anything. Let's wait for Friday. Yeah, that is a very, I guess, bleak curtain raiser of yeah, for September, yeah. which is actually traditionally the worst month on average for markets. So something that we need to take into account, how markets have been a bit of a slump as they worry about how high the Fed is going to hike rates and how fast it's going to hike rates by. So looking at how markets played out for the US, you've got the Dow for the month down 4%, the S&P 500 down more than 4%, 4.3%, and the Nasdaq Composite was the biggest loser for August, down 58 So it is yet another bad month for US markets. In fact, it was our worst month since June. And looking at things like oil prices, they had their third monthly drop. And that's the longest losing streak in more than two years. A reflection of how some of these expectations are being priced in that we are seeing slower global growth. So lower demand for oil, essentially. So right now, I mean, as as we look at, you know, what the Federal Reserve officials are saying, I mean, in recent days, we've had some of them appear on TV. Where are we looking? Is it more dovish? Uh, are we expecting something more dovish? Okay, so you've got a very interesting song playing out. It's okay. all playing the same tune. More Fed officials being more hawkish. And the latest ah. is Cleveland Federal Reserve President Loretta Master. So she is saying that rates are likely to go above 4% in the coming right, months, or right. as she sees it going above 4% in the coming months. Uh, that is well above where it is right now, which is 225 and 2.5%, and most projections have it at around 325 to 3.5. So her forecast is actually more hawkish than many other Fed um, officials. She's been quite outspoken mm. about that as well. She's one of the more outspoken ones and one of the more hawkish ones as well. So mm. that is something to take okay. note of. So she sees more scope for raising rates and she also sees no cutting of rates for the entire 2023 year. So she's not really budging when it comes to how the policy settings are going to be like for the coming quarters. Okay. Um, we've got chips in focus as well. In fact, this morning, uh, NVIDIA has talked about how the US government has told them no more exporting your two top machine learning type chips to China. So the technology war continues. Yeah, I'm not sure they should be too surprised about this. So this is around NVIDIA's A100 and upcoming H100 products. So yep. what's happening here is security, national security. <laughs> so apparently the US is a bit iffy about NVIDIA exporting these AI chips to China. So what's happening here is the stock price reacted by dropping as much as 5.1%. So these exports will require approval from the US before they can be sold to Chinese customers. And the US is concerned these processes could be used by the Chinese military. And this is going to be possibly a huge dent to NVIDIA because they have warned 
in an exchange following that if they do not get permission to sell the chip to China, yeah. could hurt them to the tune of $400 million in sales. And that represents about 6.8% of revenue in the fiscal third quarter. And if you bear in mind, NVIDIA is already facing plenty of headwinds elsewhere. So they have more worries to think about. Okay. On the bigger picture at 8.35, we're speaking with Shane Oliver, Head of Investment Strategy, Chief Economist, AMP Capital. And I bring this up because you've got a very interesting topic. So this K-pop ETF aims to feed off the whole BTS Blackpink type of craze. So what you're saying, if I'm a fan of K-pop, I Are you should, a fan? Uh, <laughs> you know, what's funny is uh, I'm more a fan of uh, J-pop. Okay, maybe look out for the J-pop L- ETF because here I'm, you have a K-pop ETF. That'll be interesting. So, so what, is is this an investment for, for yeah, K-pop Yeah, like fans? the name suggests, it could be one for fans or okay. maybe people who just want to make money. It could be you as well. Ah, if yeah, you yeah, are not yeah. that big a fan but you see an opportunity mm. for making money from this trend that really is just escalating every day. People are just going crazy about K-pop, yeah. K-dramas, yeah. K-songs. So here you've got an ETF launching today and it's called the K-pop and Korean Entertainment ETF. The ticket right. name is K-pop. It's going to be listed oh, nice. on the New York Stock Exchange ARCA Exchange. So what's happening here is pretty much is the first fund in the US or Europe that will give opportunities for investors to take part in benefiting from the K-pop music scene. Right. So it's going to be a basket of 30 companies with the usual suspects like Hype, which is the guys, the label behind BTS. Mm. Also, the big three when it comes to Korean pop labels, JYP, SM, and YG Entertainment, and alongside many other interactive media and services companies. So pretty much you're investing in the K-pop industry if you buy this K-pop ETF. It's an odd one, and I know you're going to discuss this with Shane, right? But so what? I'm investing in the ideology of K-pop. It's not like, uh, I mean, how do I view this as an investor? Because you're so used to investing in something that's uh, developing, say, for example, tech. You know, you know the tech's going to develop, so you know what the prospects are. But this one, the prospects depends on uh, the potential for talent. <laughs> it does to some extent depend on you know how optimistic you are on some musicians, right, 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 futures, and of course you know how these things can really change. You know, like how BTS just suddenly disbanded. Or oh yeah, the, they got the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got all these things playing out. So something to consider if you're taking part in this ETF. But also an interesting feature is how it is rebalanced quarterly. So basically, the basket is reviewed every quarter, and oh. it's based on an AI algorithm. So the AI will decide. Who deserves to go into the basket? Wow. And it is using what's called natural language processing technologies. So it's going to just scan the internets for what is the big buzzwords and what companies are linked to these buzzwords. And just scanning all the natural language that they call it to see who... Has the the most hype or buzz and put them in the basket. So it's a way riding the trend or riding momentum when it comes to this ETF. So we don't need music agents anymore? Who knows? To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.